Hey everyone, you're listening to Five Years Time with your host, Grace Black. time with your host, Grace. I'm so excited that you're here. If you're new, welcome to five years time. If you're an oldie, we love you. Thank you for returning. Anywho, today we're going to be talking about assumptions and assuming things about people or assuming that people know things about you and all of that. But before we jump into that, let's do our weekly recap. What have I been up to this week? Honestly, the weather spiked beautiful, which was lovely. So we set up the deck, which was so nice. And I I don't know. I've been sitting out there. We set up the furniture. And I've been sitting out there and I've just been thinking like, is this the nicest it's been? Like, I feel like it's like the same furniture. I have changed nothing. And I'm like, it just feels so different. But I don't, I don't think it actually is different. I think it's just that like rejuvenation, right? Like just the growth of your living space now having this outdoor space has just like changed the vibe and then also i think just being outside and soaking in the sun and being with the birds and breathing in the fresh air sets a whole different vibe for the day and yeah so that's just been really really wonderful and yesterday we had our first um thundery rainstorm since having the deck set up, which I like absolutely love because we have a cover, an awning, so you can like go out there and just like enjoy the rain. I don't know. There's something about warm weather and rain that just makes my heart go happy. On that note, today is a little bit colder, but that's okay because I needed to record the podcast. So that got me to stay inside, sitting down and recording. (laughs) Um, I also really need to clean Rosie's room. She has so much stuff that's just like accumulated, like clothes that don't fit her and random toys here, random toys there. And I haven't really like ever changed over her toys. She has like, I think, what is it? Eight, eight shelves. And um, they've pretty much always had the same toys in them. So I have some toys downstairs and she has some toys scattered around the house. So I'm thinking maybe I'll like do a little rotation, spice up the room, add a little new, and then also like declutter, pack away the clothes that don't fit, start to bring out her um, spring clothes and stuff like that. So I'm going to do that today. So I am not mad that the weather is cooler because I have things that I need to do inside and this is promoting that. I'm also, I bought this delicious drink from Starbucks. It was a, I saw someone on TikTok tell me about it. So it was a matcha and then they did um, vanilla, oh, is it called vanilla or sweet cream cold foam? Yeah, sweet cream cold foam. But in the cold foam, they got strawberry syrup um, blended in or mixed in. I'm not sure how cold foam is made. Anyways, it was so good. Like, It was really, really delicious. I gave Trevor the tail end of it. Like I let him try the very bottom, which I don't know if it tasted very strawberry or as creamy, obviously, because I had the cold foam already. 
Um, so I was like, oh, I don't know if you'll like it. And then he he was not about it. He did not like it. Um, but he said that if I make it, he'd like to try it from like the beginning. So that brings you to my point here is that it was so expensive. So it's definitely like a treat drink if you're going to buy it. But I had to try it. I was like, I need to try this. But now that I know that I like it, I want to recreate it at home and um, see what I come up with. I also saw another TikTok that was talking about the specific oat milk. I think it's called Chubani. And they said it's so good. And I, I've had oat milk in like drinks from Starbucks, but I've never bought oat milk. And when I got the matcha, I just got normal dairy in it. But I was like, oh, maybe I'll try the oat milk because I do like my matcha like with a certain amount of sweetness to it. Like I don't like things too, too sweet, but I do like it with a certain amount of sweetness. And every time I make matcha, I feel like the sweetness I add in is not good. Like, I don't know. I just don't think I have the ratios down pat. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy the oat milk in vanilla, which has like sugar in it already. So the oat milk will be sweet. And then hopefully that'll be the perfect amount of sweetness to off balance the matcha. And then I got whipping cream and strawberries. So I'm going to try and make some sort of whip strawberry situation. I'm so excited. So I'm going to do that after I record the podcast. I'll probably make a TikTok about it. So go follow me over on TikTok at Five Years Time Podcast. Um, I've been sharing lots of lots of different things: cleaning, organization, um, scheduling, goals, uh, and then lots of snacks and cooking. And people seem to really be enjoying the like snacks and cooking stuff. So I'll probably be doing more of that. So I'll definitely make a TikTok about this delicious strawberry matcha. So head on over to Five Years Time Podcast to go check that out. But yeah, so I, I feel like that's like a pretty exciting, exciting day ahead of um, things that I just need to do, right? Declutter, recording the podcast, and then getting it up to ready to go, editing it, all that, and making a delicious drink. Like that just sounds perfect. That just sounds perfect. I'm in a hoodie right now, comfy, cozy. I love it. Probably watch an episode of Victoria. I think I have one more episode of this season and... Yeah, I'm really loving it. But I did I did take a – I know I'm breaking into entertainment recap, but I promise I'm not recapping. But I did take a break because I watched Selling Sunset. So I am going to recap Selling Sunset at the end of this um, episode so that we can all have a little discussion about that. But other things I've been up to this week, I have one more exciting update, is I found an eyebrow place in St. Catharines that I – love. And so long story short is I was going to a place in Toronto um, because we used to live in Toronto and I was, I loved that place. And I, I always bought, um, well, I love the place, but I also just love that person. But I also bought a, it's a chain um, wax studio, but I also bought a, um, I'm trying to think of what it's called, like a tab. And I did that for years. So I would buy like a year at a time. And then so you buy like 12 at a time and you save like a certain amount of money on each service. So it's like a lot of money up front, but it's cheaper overall. Anyway, so I did that for years and then obviously the pandemic happened and then I had so much tab left and we moved here and they don't have that uh, chain up here. But it was like too much to go back to Toronto just for that because it's not that big of a like it's not that long of an appointment. So it was just like not worth it. So I did find a place that was in uh, halfway through that we had family close by to. So I would go there to use up my tab and I just finished my tab. So I'm like, okay, I have to decide if I want to go to a new place or if I want to keep going there. And I liked the person there. Like she was okay, but she wasn't like the person I had in 
Toronto, I felt like she wasn't like going on an eyebrow journey with me. Like she was just getting the job done, but not necessarily like working to make the best shape for me or any, I don't know how to explain it. Like if you have your eyebrow person, you know what I'm talking about. So then my neighbor was talking about this place that's close by to us. And she was like, oh, I went there for a facial. And I was like, oh, I should go look them up. But she wasn't saying that they had eyebrows, but I was like, oh, I'll just look to see their services. And because uh, I love a facial. And they, so I was like fully going to be prepared to book a facial. And then I saw that they did eyebrows and I was like, okay, I, I need to make an appointment soon. So let's just do eyebrows. So I went there for eyebrows and it was amazing, like fantastic, 10 out of 10 experience. The woman is so sweet. She really is like attention oriented, pays attention. Um, She uses like all these natural products and her space is so beautiful. And it was just like a really relaxing service. So 10 out of 10. I'm so excited that I found that. I need to go try out her facials too because I can only imagine from that experience, I can only imagine how beautiful her facials are. So I cannot wait. But yeah, so that's just a little exciting thing. It's nice to have your appointments close by. I feel like we're just starting to get that sorted out after moving a few years ago. It's like we're just starting to plant our roots and move our appointments and all those things. But yeah, that's what I've been up to this week. So just been really, really um, present, I think, just like really sitting sitting in my space and feeling what needs to be done and getting it done and enjoying the weather. So it's been really, really nice. Okay, so I guess we should hop. Woo, sorry, I hit the desk. I guess we should hop right into what I learned this week. And basically, that is that assuming is the death of conversation. <laughs> So assuming is the death of conversation. What do I mean when I say that? What I'm saying here is that I think a personal downfall I have is I assume that people know what I know, um, which isn't true because I am different from everyone and everyone else is different from me, correct? We all come from a different walk of life. We have different learnings, different schoolings, different everything. But I have this assumption that everybody knows what I know already. So it's, I feel like I don't have anything to add value to a conversation. Um, and so with that assumption, I literally just like break, like I don't, I stop the conversation because I feel like I have nothing to share. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying this about like, if I'm talking with Trevor or my close friends, obviously with them, it's, we're having open conversations, but I'm saying more in a situation where you're meeting new people or you're with those, you're with the groups of people that like you're not that close with, but maybe you see them frequently and you just never like cross that barrier um, into deeper conversations or deeper expansions because you, for me, because I feel like, oh, I have nothing to add. They probably already know what I know. Um, so I just feel like I realized this week, like that assumption that I make is literally the death of all of my conversations. And I think that's why I feel it difficult to um, do small talk and stuff like that because I don't know. I always feel like, oh, I don't have any value to add. And I mean, I think that kind of sounds sad, but I, I don't think of it as that sad. But also when I think about this 
when I also think about it in the sense, like I'm, when I say that I'm don't think about it that sad. I mean, like I'm, I'm not saying it in a sense like, oh, I, I don't know anything. I just think that everybody, that I don't know anything interesting outside of what other people know. I don't know how to explain that, but it's not like a self-deprecating thing. Like I do think I'm an interesting person, but I also think a lot of other people are interesting and in that they know lots of things. So I don't know how to explain that, but I was going to say, it's also my downfall when it comes to, um, like every area, like even the podcast, like when it's, if there's a topic I want to talk about, it's like, oh, I feel like I don't have anything to add on that. But it's like, you're not me and I'm not you. So I could say something and it could resonate really well with you. Or I could say something and you could be like, I've never even thought of that. And then it would get your gears spinning or whatever. But like, there's so much, uh, there's so much value to offer. Um, and I think we just forget that the only reason that we know what we know is because we've lived through an experience, we've learned it from whatever. Um, maybe we've gone to school for it. Maybe we've talked to people about it. Maybe we've read a book. Maybe we've watched a show. Like we've done things that have now given us this knowledge, and not everyone has followed the exact same path that you have followed. So not everyone knows that knowledge. And so I, I try to. I'm trying now to like really. Um, catch myself when I'm learning something new. So let's say I'm on TikTok and someone someone spits some spit some facts and I'm like, oh wow, like I never thought of it that way. And then I try to stop myself and be like, see, this person just said something so simple every day to them, something that's every day to them. They're not even thinking that they're saying like the most wisest words in the world, but I never thought about it. So why can't what I say be the same to somebody else. It can be. And so this is where I am. Like I'm I'm trying to break through this barrier of assuming that I don't have value to offer or assuming that everybody knows what I know. And I think another big thing in that is also communication. So I think that assuming can also break communication walls um, or break down communication in the sense that if you, let's say you made an appointment. So you're like, ding, 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 calling. Hi, can I have an appointment for um, 2 p.m.? I want to get uh, my nails done. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, sounds good. We'll see you at 2 p.m. Okay, awesome. Hang up the phone. Okay. So have you been to this place before? No, you haven't been to this place before. Do you know where you're supposed to park? No. But you're assuming that you're just going to be able to fi- figure it out, which maybe you are. But like at the same time, you could just ask like, oh, is parking free or where's parking? Um, or, oh, here's another. Okay. So that's that example. Here's another example. Oh, hi. I'd like to make an appointment to drop off my tires at nine. Okay. Sounds good. Nine, eight. Or okay, I'd like to make an appointment to drop off my tires uh, to get them switched over. Okay. Like, when would that, uh, what time are you thinking? Well, what time are you available? We have a, we have a slot at nine. Okay. Nine sounds great. Okay. Bye. So in my mind, maybe I'm thinking like, okay, I need to drop off my daughter at school for nine. So I'm going to be a little bit late, but I didn't give them a heads up, but it's going to be fine. And in their mind, they're thinking like, okay, they're going to come at nine and then we're going to book someone in at nine fifteen, and it's going to be perfect. Like it's going to be great. And then I'm like late. It's like nine, nine oh seven, and they're like, "Hey, where are you? Like, we have someone else coming in." Oh, like I'm so sorry. I just had to drop off my daughter. And it's like a few minutes to you is not a few minutes to them. But if you had just said like, "Hey, 
in the initial thing, if you said, oh, hey, like nine is nine is not okay in the sense that I need to drop off my daughter and I'll probably get there at 910. If we can make that work, that would be great. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for telling us like we'll make that work. So just opening up that communication instead of just assuming that the person is going to like give you a grace period or um, be okay with you being a little bit late or assuming that there's nobody after you. Like, does this make sense? I feel like these are these are these are examples for me. Like, I I avoid um, conflict in occasions, and these aren't necessarily conflict, but it's like. For some reason, it seems nerve-wracking to ask a question because you're not sure what the answer is going to be, where it's like, it's not a big deal. Life is about asking questions and having conversation and like coming to solutions and creating, uh, doing problem solving with other people. Like it doesn't just have to be by yourself. So I think another way that assuming is like the death of communication or conversation is that when we assume that somebody knows what we're thinking, like that's not true. And I feel like that is like the breakdown of where a lot of things go wrong, especially in relationships. I also saw another TikTok. Guys, you know me, the girl who quotes the TikToks all the time. I also saw another TikTok that was saying that I guess this girl was trying to stop drinking um, or not trying to stop drinking. She was not wanting to go out and get like blackout drunk every weekend. Like she was over that. She was entering this new phase for life where she was didn't want to do that. And she felt like if she had um she could have one drink, but if she was with certain people, then it was like so many drinks. Like she it would just go from zero to a hundred. And she I think for her, what she was saying was that she felt like her friends expected that from her. Like she was the fun and she brought this like this aura to the group and the only way that her she felt her friends like saw that was when she was drinking and like going hard and like partying and like being there for them but like drinking was the basis of that and so basically she's now decided like I don't want to do that I'm feeling pressure and it's also just not something I want to do so she decided that she would start communicating that to her friends so in the example she was giving was her was her friend's birthday and she was like ride or die for her friend like wanted to be there wanted to go hard in the sense that she was like gonna go party and have a great time but didn't want to drink and so what she did was talk to her friend before the birthday and say, hey, I'm so excited for this party and I just want to let you know that I'm not going to be drinking because I'm just not feeling it, but I'm going to be there and I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to be very present and I probably won't stay out as late as I used to. I'll probably head home around 12 instead of going to the after bar and then after snacks or whatever. And I just want to let you know that this is what's comfortable for me and I really want to be there to celebrate you. And um, that's that's my that's the situation and her friend was like that's amazing like thank you so much for letting me know like I can't wait and she just gave her girlfriends whose birthday it was that that clarity and understanding of what the expectation was for the night and then they got to go out and have a great night and she got to go home and not feel any guilt and felt really good got to wake up the next day not be hungover and just like it, all it was was that communication. But like for some reason, we always miss that part. We just miss that little bit of communication because we assume that what's in our mind is what someone else knows already, which is not true. Like probably 90% of the time. Uh, have we ever seen 500 Days of Summer? Where, <laughs> I feel like I've said this before in an episode, but 500 Days of Summer is a perfect 
representation of this, a perfect representation. We all, this is our homework. We all need to go home and watch this if this is something we deal with, is assuming that people have the same the same knowledge or the same understanding or expectations of what we have without sharing any communication. In 500 Days of Summer, basically, there's this guy who's really interested in this girl, and we're watching the story unfold between her lens and his lens. And his is like this very romantic, they're falling in love, they're, uh, they have these special moments away with each other, and hers is totally not that. I'm pretty sure she's in- interested in someone else. I haven't seen this movie in a while, but basically... You're watching them screen by screen, so they'll do picture on picture um, shots, and you'll see the differences. And honestly, it's so sad. But like, if if they just had communicated at the beginning how they were both feeling instead of creating this picture in their mind, which I am all about daydreaming, but we also need to remember reality and that if we're daydreaming with other people involved, and then we are putting that standard on them or that expectation, um, it's not fair. And it's not fair for their your relationship. It's not fair for them. It's not fair for anybody. So if they had just had a conversation at the beginning where he was like, hey, like I'm really interested in you or whatever, I'm interested in you and I'd love to go out and I think this could be something special. And then she could have either said yes or been like, hey, you know what? I see this more of a friend thing. Like I think you're a great guy, but um, it's just not going that way for me and set the, set the, set the, set the standard. Right. But yeah, so this is another way that like assuming is just not good. So basically I remember obvious, I think everyone knows this, but like the saying is like, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, because that's like how you spell assume ass you M E. <laughs> um, and I remember when someone had told me that, and I forget what it was in relation to. I think it was about like, um, I don't even know. I feel like it was about like something educational, not necessarily in the real world. But like, it is so true. Like, if you assume you are not setting up anything good for you and you're not setting up anything good for the partner, for the other person in the situation. So if we just like, this is what I need to remember is that if I'm thinking something and I don't have confirmation, then I need to set set the standard or the expectation. I need to say, so in an appointment situation, I need to be like, hey, just so you know, I'm actually not sure where to park. Would you, would you be able to give me um, direction on that? And they can give me direction on it instead of me going and being stressed out and then ended up being late and like not knowing what to do. And then... Um, in a situation where I feel like I don't, I'm assuming that everyone knows what I know, like in a conversational setting. It's like, no, that's not true. I actually have a lot to offer. I'm a great person, great personality. I have lots of things to offer, even to things I don't necessarily know things about, but I can add commentary. I can add lots of things, right? So I need to go in, be confident, and participate in the conversation. And then the third thing is we need to set those expectations with people. We need to, I love that example I gave about that girl who shared on TikTok about the drinking. Like that is a beautiful, expect. that's amazing. And I think that we need to do that more often because especially in social settings, if you think that everyone's coming and coming from the same place, same walk of life, same, same expectations of the evening, it's probably not true. And the way that we can avoid being let down or like, I don't know, 
alienating someone is just by having those conversations. And I think that that is such a beautiful thing. And I loved that example. And I will use that example because there are so many times I'm not a big drinker. And I'm not that I, I feel like I've moved past the peer pressuring or like the feeling like I have to like participate. But like, I feel like there are situations where it's like, I probably will go home early. And so if I just said like, hey, I am so excited for this party. I can't wait to go. I want to have a great time. What can I bring? Uh, This is going to be so much fun. But just so you know, I will probably leave at 10 p.m. or whatever. Just set that expectation because there's nothing worse than like feeling in the middle of a party you're hosting that people are leaving early or whatever if you thought they were going to stay late. You know what I mean? So I think these are three beautiful examples of how we need to move away from assuming and open up those conversation doors and really just share how we're feeling and what our expectations are and know that we are full of interesting facts and interesting conversation that lots of people have not ever thought of something that way or um, just like new new insight on something. Like we all come from such vast different backgrounds and studies and just like different walks of life, right? So we all have so much to share. And the more we open up and talk about it, the more people are going to understand who you are. And yeah, I think it's a really beautiful thing. So no more assuming, stick it on the back burner and let's open up those conversations. (laughs) Okay, let's get into our roses, thorns, and buds. Hi, yeah, back for roses, thorns, and buds. That was a weird voice. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so my rose this week was I went down to the beach yesterday to go for a walk, and it was immaculate. I didn't think it was going to be that nice yesterday, but I'm like driving to the beach, and it's like the little thermometer thing is going up in the car. It's like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. I get to the beach, 23, 23, sunny. I I even had sandals on, so I took those off. I had my feet in the water. I mean, the water was cold, but like so refreshing. And it was just a really, really rejuvenating moment. Loved it. Every minute of it. There were lots of magpies though. That's the, Is that what those are called? The little flies that fly in swarms? But what can you do? That's the season. But yeah, so that was just like a really wonderful thing. And I'm trying to incorporate more um, walks in these beautiful places that I can just like immerse myself in nature. I'm loving it. My thorn this week. Ooh, what is my thorn? Mm, Oh, you know what? It's ant season. And we've got so many ants, so many ants in this one area in our kitchen. Uh, to be fair, there's lots of sweet stuff there. It's got like our honey and stuff. So I'm sure they're just loving that. But this morning I woke up at like uh, at like six to my husband like slamming things. I was like, what is he doing? Like it is so loud. And then he came upstairs to get something. I think he was going to the gym, so probably to change. And I'm like, you are being so loud, sir. Like, what are you doing? And he was like, there's so many ants. And I was like, oh my gosh, vacuum them up. Let's not slam the pots and pans. But anyways, uh, he cleaned out that cupboard and we got it and uh, vacuumed them all up and got rid of them. And then we went out and got some ant traps. So we'll be fine. But I remember last year, 
there were like one or two spots where it was just like ant overload. So, you know, it's that season right now. So just keeping on top of the ants and making sure that we wipe up the counter and no crumbs. That's where we're at. Um, And then my bud, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to my matcha drink that I'm going to make after this. And we're having nachos for dinner. <laughs> you all know I love nachos. Like probably my top top five foods is nachos is up there. So I'm so excited. That's just like, I just, I'm like, I'm just like, I love nachos. Um, and so I've like perfected the way I make nachos. I've been making nachos for a long time in my life, but I have perfected it. Although we are going to do something a little different today. So I was going to say I perfected it. And now we're kind of at this like different bit of toppings. Like we might switch that up, but Trevor has been really into making salsa and we have two or three really I mean, they're not super mushy, but they're like a little bit overripe tomatoes. So those will be good for the salsa. So my perfect nachos is you do chips. Oh, and the trick, the number one trick to making the best nachos is cheese. You have to have more cheese than you think. More cheese than you think. Okay. Did everyone hear that? More cheese. Does it look like too much cheese? You just need a little bit more cheese. That is the, that is the ultimate number one thing to nachos. Okay. So what I do is I do chips and then if we're going to do meat, I do the meat and then I do, um, any toppings. So I like jalapenos, um, pickled spicy peppers. I'll do like tomato halves. What else? Oh, olives. I love black olives. My mother-in-law likes green olives. Interesting. eh? I never thought about that. We had it. I wasn't against it, but I think black olives are I like better. They're like more salty, right? They've got that like rich saltiness to them. Um, so I'll do olives. What else will I do? Um, yeah, I think that's all that I do for like in the oven. Then cheese. So much cheese. Okay. Then you're gonna put those in the oven and you want them a little bit, uh, not a little bit overdone, but like once the cheese is melted, a little bit longer. Like you want the chips to start getting that golden brown, right? A little bit longer, okay? I like it a little more cooked. And then on the side, if you're a guac person, do guac. I do not like avocado. And then salsa for dipping, sour cream. And then what I do on top, so then you take them out of the oven, serve them up on your plate. You chop up lettuce and you put the lettuce on top, like a salad on top. And then I like to just put my dips like I put a scoop scoop a scoop here scoop there like I stick it all on top and then I like eat it off that but if you want to like put the dips in a bowl whatever you want and oh and if you got a cheese sauce a queso to dip mm, so good and that oh and then you put some of your favorite hot sauce whatever that is dribble that on top oh chef's kiss so I'm looking forward to that <laughs> um okay let's get into our entertainment recap entertainment recap entertainment recap okay I have to pull up my phone because I've been making notes I have to be honest here I have not been keeping up with um below deck mainly because there's been so much stuff to watch and I really wanted to finish selling sunset so that we could talk about it uh but I probably watch below deck sometime this week anyways sorry um, <laughs> a little gas bubble there. Anyways, 
Uh, Victoria has been great. I already talked about that. I'm almost done the season. I feel like so many of you have reached out to me like, where do I watch this? And like, I gave you all the deets um, and it's hard to find. But if you find it, you got to watch it, especially if you like The Crown or Downton Abbey, any history piece. It's great. Um, Okay. Keeping up with the Kardashians, I just want to say this past week's episode, filler, 100% filler. I'm calling it now. I said last week on the pod that it was that the first episode was amazing. It had so much stuff packed full of uh, great things. Like it was just content on content, like not any, no filler. And I said that was because there was no commercials. So there was no like coming up and previously on, like they didn't do that for every single commercial break. But I'm calling it now that every other episode is going to be good and then filler, good filler, good filler. Because they don't have enough content to give us all the good stuff or they just don't want to share. And so I'm calling it because this past episode was literally all just working up to Kim going on SNL and we didn't even get to see Kim going on SNL. Like it was like all it was the whole episode working up, working up, working up. Okay, next time on Keeping Up. Like what the heck? So I'm calling it. We'll see. If this week's episode is great, I'm 100% sure. Right. It's going to be good filler, good filler. Okay, now let's get down to Selling selling Sunset. So I totally forgot that Selling Sunset was coming back because they did like a weird, was it, what season was this one? Because I remember they had released it recently, like a few months ago, no? And then they kind of only gave us half a season. And so then this was like the next half, like they had already filmed it. But did they actually call it two and three? I think so. I don't remember. Anyways. So this was the good season. Like this season had all the stuff in it. I feel like last season was just like working up and then nothing. And last season was all Christine drama, which I mean all came back this this season as well. And I just need to say, Christine serves looks. Like she has amazing outfits. And in last season, I felt like she was being, I couldn't understand like, how she was being but then I felt like maybe they're editing her to look even worse like because I don't know she just kept saying one thing and then saying that she wasn't saying that I don't know it was very confusing but then I felt like the girls were always talking about it and so it was like hey can we just like drop it like whatever who cares if she's rude and mean just like ignore her whatever like it's just like too much because once all the girls get together then it does seem a little bit like bullying so then we fast forward to this season and it's the same thing again, except for this time I really feel like Christine is just being confusing. Like she, she just keeps saying something and then doing something different with her actions. Like nothing ever matches up. And I feel bad for Chelsea who's coming in and is like trying to play the field like she's Christine's friend but then she also wants this job but then also I feel like Chelsea said a good thing where she was like hey like I'm not going in with a sinking ship like if she's sinking like I I need to put my roots everywhere and I'm like yes because you are your own person like you've only met Christine through real estate situation like you're not like best friends outside of work in that type of way I don't know how to explain it but and I really feel like Christine is just like putting a nail in her coffin, which I believe is what they said. But like 100%, I think she's going to quit because they started talking about that. So I feel like she's going to quit. And um, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. So we'll see. But I just feel like she has 
I feel bad because I feel like she is projecting and she's feeling like she she's feeling she knows she did something wrong and she can't figure out how to get out of it and she just like keeps projecting negativity and she thinks that she's saying these jokes as jokes but like they're not funny and yeah it's just not I think she's just in a sticky situation and I think ultimately like she needs to start somewhere different and do something new but like it's so hard and I feel I feel for her being a new mom and all of this stuff and yeah I wish she I wish we got to see more of her like social circle um outside of work and see what that's like because I'd be interested to see what her support system was like outside of work and like how how she communicates to them I don't know but anyways so that's a Christine drama. Now, <laughs> I just need to say when they were when um, Chelsea came in with the saying like, oh, I have a buyer for you uh, for your house, like when she wanted to get the deal or when she was making that deal so that she could like join the join the group. Um, and then Brett or not Brett. What's the other one? Jason walks out on the phone and it's like the photo app open. And I'm like, OK, you're not really doing a phone call right now. And then I feel like I mean, I know it's reality TV. I know things are maybe not scripted. I don't know. Maybe it is scripted, but definitely like they probably reenact or do light reenactions of things that happen off camera. But I'm like, come on. Now you really like the smoke and mirrors are gone. So then I just felt like I was now seeing it from a different lens. I was like, okay, so that call wasn't real. Um, What else wasn't real? But yeah. Another thing that I feel is so weird and definitely isn't real, they just do this for the show, is they kept like having to switch desks and when a new person came in, it was like, oh, where am I going to sit? It's like in a real workplace, you wouldn't not be prepared for your new employee to come in. You wouldn't, you would have a desk set up for them. You would have that conversation with your old employees being like, okay, like we're going to reshuffle a bit. Like you would already do all that. You wouldn't have the person come in and have to ask like, oh, where do I sit? And then leave it up to all the employees to have to rejig themselves. Like you wouldn't do that. As like the boss, you would like either have someone prepare that or you would prepare it yourself. So that was definitely just for the TV show, like 100%. Um, another thing that I don't understand is Mary and her husband. I've never understood them. And this season, I understood them even less. Like she put an offer in on a house without talking to him. And then she's like saying like, if I was, if, if, if it was my situation with my client, I would tell them they need an offer in by the end of the day. And it's like, okay, end of the day. No, no, no. You, you just put it in. You still had many, many hours in the day and you just chose not to tell him. I just feel like they are not synced up. And whenever they have conversations, they, I feel like he's open to having the conversation and she is closed off. And feels like he understood, uh, not understood, but she's also not explaining her side. Like she just like then storms off. She's like, okay, fine, we'll talk later. And I'm like, okay, well, like if you just like maybe explained what you're saying a little bit better, a little bit more clearer and listen to what he was saying too, you could have a conversation. Uh, so I don't, I don't get them. But I feel like those are like my major feelings. I am... I remember Chriselle and Jason drama at some point. People were like saying like, oh, there's no way they're dating, which like after this season fully, obviously they were dating. I, I, I don't know, like publicity this, publicity that. But I assume they were. And I just felt so sad at the end when it wasn't going to be like 
she wasn't going to have the family right then. I think that she will have the family. I think that this is all pointing her in the direction of what's going to be right and real, but that's such a hard situation and that's so tough and I just feel for her and yeah. I mean, I'm happy that Jason like finally came to a decision and made up his mind and like you never want to be you never want to do something especially start a family for someone else like you should want to do it as well so I I I think everything was honorable but it just sucks oh and Emma I love Emma like I don't remember Emma from last season I just can't remember anything I remember there was Christine and Emma drama but this season I'm like I love Emma and I loved her and the Mazkel guy I can't remember his name they were so cute, like so cute. I just loved her storyline this whole season. So overall, I think it was a great season. I would definitely recommend watching it if you haven't watched it, but I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to the the reunion, May 6th. So when's that next week? Is that before next episode? I don't think so. I'm trying to pull up the calendar. I don't know where the calendar is. Anyways, but I'm so excited for the reunion and just hearing everybody's sides. And then as for, oh, what's that girl that had the $75 million house? Why can't I remember her name? I can't remember her name. What is it? I want to say Delina, but that's definitely not a name. Um, Deanna. Deanna. (laughs) Delina. Where did I get that from? Deanna. um, Yeah, I don't understand her. I feel like she's very offensive. Not offensive. I feel like she feels very offended all the time. Like she's always talking from a place of offense, especially at the beginning when they were talking to that client that was firing her. Um, She was just very like, it's like just gracefully take it. Like obviously she was not happy. So just be like, I'm sorry we didn't work out. Um, Thank you for your time. (laughs) Like Literally just say less words. Um, But yeah, other than that, uh, not other than that, all of that together. I enjoyed it. So it was it was a good season. Thank you, Selling Sunset, for bringing me a little bit extra pep of my stuff this week. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. And Heather and Tara got married. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was a great wedding. I'm happy that they're married. And um, I feel like that was just like a random side thing. So that was all good. Um, <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you all have an amazing week. I cannot wait for the sun to come back out tomorrow or whenever, hopefully tomorrow or after I finish doing all the things I need to do today. I'm so excited to matcha. Go follow me on TikTok at five years time podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Everything is at five years time podcast. And if you feel so inclined, please leave a review on whatever platform from your listening and subscribe so that we just show up in your inbox and you don't even have to think about it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wishing you the beautifulest week ahead. I love you all. Oh, and check out Sunday Reset because this week's is pre-